Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the DM35 podcast. It is great to have you here. Let's get the elephant in the room out of the way. We have no idea how we're going to fit that game into an hour, but we'll do our best. We've got the Kim Grimsby's best and brightest. Well, we invited them anyway, but we only got Bruce and Ian. Ian seems to be doing his <laughs> camera still. Bruce, great to see you. Already getting dressed up, seeing if his suit fits for the wedding. The question is, do you have to go or have you finally got the pass you need? I'm trying the wedding suit on, mate. Uh, it looks like it will look good at the Olympics. I think 36 games this season. Um, I think my my I've, my season's run its course, I'm afraid. After the uh, euphoria of yesterday. But uh, we... hey-ho, mate. Hey-ho. Oh, well, it's a shame, isn't it? It's a shame. Ian, nice to see you. Fully committed. We'll be at the final under like some of these part-time fans. How are you? And uh, it's very disappointing to Bruce, isn't it? All that time, look, just no commitment. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll, we'll, hey, mate, if I don't go there, we'll win. Well, I, I, I'll, 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 I'll sacrifice that. We'll, we'll win. But yeah, it's, it's gutting, but it, it can't be helped. I have been asked not to take the flag, and I don't think I will be taking the flag. In fact, I might put it in the Listex room at work, which is where you put top secret documents. Uh, so it can't. It can be as far away as possible just in case not that it's cursed uh but i tell you who is cursed that bloke from that tv show i've never seen he went again rob ryan red's podcast told us that if he went they would lose and they did bruce ian you were both there how are you feeling how are you still discombobulated i'll let ian go first because it's been so long since he's actually been on a sunday podcast <laughs> Uh, I've actually watched it again in the back today. Um, that and that is absolutely ridiculous yesterday's game. Um, I don't know about you, Bruce, but that was just so up and down. I mean, the speed between the goals as well. The fact that it was literally go ahead. I think the longest gap of anybody leading was about 10 minutes, if that. And that was probably from our second through to them going 3-2 up or something ridiculous along those lines. It just, honestly, every time you thought, right, let's just hold on now, then lads, that was it. Ball to the back post, goal. Great, brilliant. Cheers, lads. And then we'd go up the other end and do the same. I think you said it earlier on, Alex, with regards to Sunday as well, that it's just basically going to be who can defend set pieces the best. I tell you something, I don't care if we start with Smith, Pearson and Waterfall at the back. I think it might be needed uh, because um, they looked all right, didn't they, Solihull Moors? But surely, Bruce, we owe them one. Well, I mean, we'll go on to that in a bit, I guess, because it feels like nine goals. I mean, how we tried our best and apologies. Yesterday's immediate reaction was not great because I think it was 20 minutes of us just all sat in complete and com shocked silence. But Bruce... It must have been sensational, wasn't it? I mean, have you ever met, seen a game like it? I guess Burnley 6-5 is the only thing that was close, but that didn't matter as much as this. I was trying to think earlier of, of games of similar score lines, and I saw a 4-4 at Chesterfield, obviously, which which was a pretty meaningless League 2 game. Um, the attendance was? 4,444. Um, but, uh, yeah, I saw that. Um but that didn't mean anything. Like you say, the, the Burnley game didn't really mean anything. It was just, again, it was two poor, two teams that were poor defensively. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, it was an unbelievable night. I mean, you'll never see another 6-5, but I just, oh, I like, it, like it. 
like you said about or Ian just said about watching. I just was cooking tea earlier and I just burnt the sausages because I put the highlights on again. And I was just like, I watched them about ten times already, and I just like, I was just on my phone in the kitchen, and I. But next thing I know, I've got the BT Sport YouTube channel on, and I, I just, and it's like, oh shit, I've forgotten the bloody, the bloody sausage. I opened the door and just made out that I, I wanted them a little bit well done for the girls, but, um, yeah, it was, oh, it was just, a, it's just like Ian says, it was just, a, and, and and I mean, to, you know, to be fair, it'd be similar, same for you as well, just emotional roller coaster. Um, I mean. The penalty was softer than soft if we started at the beginning, wasn't it? I mean, it, I've looked at the replay, and I mean, even the BT for the BT for the for the biased BT sport commentators to say that it wasn't a penalty. Um, I mean, he just sort of it was just like a I don't know. He just threw himself to the ground. Waterfall was normally you would expect Waterfall to be tugging his shirt a little bit, or you know, seek even quietly, and even then not get a penalty given. Um, and he just like it just fell over and Adam, even Adam Virgo couldn't believe it. And we all know how he was the other night. Well, the thing that happened with that as well, I don't know if you guys were aware of it in the game, but we should have had a penalty before that from the corner before, which we had, which led to their penalty. Taylor was absolutely manhandled to the ground and, and should have been a pen. I mean, it was certainly more of a pen than what they got. That was the, the barest of touches. It really was. And, and, I mean, Phil Parker, we, we've what haven't I said that I haven't tweeted already in just mass hysteria? But the the ref just lost the plot. I, I don't know. I'm I'm terrified what we get on Sunday. Uh, but he was he was just he missed everything, and that was such a soft penalty. And and you say, all right, well here we go. <laughs> but John McAtee had other ideas, didn't he? I mean, what that I, was a that was a. a great strike I mean it wasn't in the top wasn't quite in the top corner was it I mean the keeper should the keeper have done any better or am I being too harsh on that I mean, it was a brilliant strike I, I think he's probably expecting it to go far post isn't he well and they probably they did, catches him yeah. out they did talk about that in detail actually where you know they were looking at it and trying to work it out and say look the way he shapes he's going for that right he's going for the top right and then just to and he did it he kind of he did, obviously did it at um who did we play last at home? Um, Boreham Wood. That that goal where he he put it near post instead of into the far one. It, he just has that knack, and oh, he was incredible. Did you see the one that? Oh, I mean, you would have seen it, but I can't remember. It was when we were attacking their fans, so it was either the first half or the first half. Sorry, uh, yeah, it was either the first half or the first half of extra time. But he had a volley, and the keeper just give it up, and I, I thought it was in. I just he, he had one that just went sort of to the left hand side of the post as. You know, if you were looking from the centre circle, I don't know if you remember it, Ian. The right near the end gi- of the first half. Was it? The keeper just absolutely give it up, didn't he? He just like looked to his yeah. right and we were just waiting for it to hit the net. And yeah, was it, it was one all at half time, wasn't it? Yeah, it one was. All and, at half time. And, and I think in the first half, Crokham pulled off an incredible save. Top, it was going to the into the top and he just, we it, he did that David Seaman thing where it was behind him and he was able to claw it out. It was incredible. It, absolutely sensational. I th- I mean, I got a lot of sticks saying like Mac has got a world in him. That was it. That was incredible. That was a fantastic save. Yeah, it was from Palmer as well, wasn't it? From the corner. Yeah, he was quiet. <laughs> he did play well. Crokem did. He let in four goals, but he played. But he did play quite well. He and, did. Um, yeah. <laughs> there was a couple of times at the end. I can't remember him keeping. You know, normally we we talk about Hursty's teams um, getting you know being defensively solid, but 
I can't remember Crocom keeping many clean sheets in in the run that we've had, and that's not because he's been making mistakes. We've just um, we've just got a goal, got a goal in us, or four goals in in the case of yesterday. But well, um, we've he, he made some, he, we've, sorry, sorry, we've conceded nine goals in the last three games. <laughs> yeah, but Which he came for but right at the end that cross that he came for right at the end in stoppage time and just when he clutched that it was just like right we've done this now lads. But he he made a couple and there's a couple of crosses that he had to tip over that like you say whether that's that were that were just dipping in dipping in under the bar it was it was such a game for goalmouth action it was unreal. We have, I have to, to give him sorry, sorry uh, Alex just going to say we have to give him a little bit of credit for his shithousery as well because it's something we've spoken about a few times this year with Town, particularly when we played Stockport and um, Amos came charging over from the opposite side of the pitch. We scored under with Waterford on the 118th minute and Crocombe went down with cramp, which there is absolutely no way there was cramp there, but that was just perfect. Just take the sting out of the game, let it delay. There was one point as well where um, we got a goal kick and their player kicked the ball towards our fans. Um, and Crocombe, instead of going and chasing after it, just basically stood there and looked at the Wrexham guy, laughed, and then took the slowest walk possible over to get the ball. Following up from Notts County with the uh, the beach ball as well, I think that he's getting himself a little bit of a cult status with the club, to be fair. Let's, that was, let's, that was one let's of the say ones. hello. Hang on, let's say hello to Tom. Tom is in the doghouse because, again, he's late and doesn't follow pod etiquette, uh, etiquette. But we need to put that aside. Tom, nice to see you. Lovely kitchen. Hello. Hello, mate. How are you feeling? Let's, let's, how are you? Oh, let's, well, let's... Um, to quote Jason Stockwood on uh, BBC Radio Hulberside yesterday, what a game. What I a mean, fantastic you could probably find better quotes from him. Yeah, but it was a fantastic <laughs> game of football, wasn't it? Regardless of uh, of the result, like that, that was just a, a brilliant game, um, and uh, I really, I, I really looking back, I really did enjoy it as a match. I thought we were, I thought it was a great performance again. Um, we, I thought it was nice that her stuck with the same team. I thought it showed a bit of steel there, like saying, "Yeah, go out and do it again." Not. I think after the Notts County game, he arguably could have dropped a couple of players. Um, I know he won the Notts County game, but I thought um, the Amos is crossing one very good in the Notts County game and could have maybe brought somebody else in, but he didn't. Um, and then when the game wasn't necessarily going for us, uh, he did positive substitutions and I've been a critic of his substitutions on a regular basis uh, and we also saw him sort of change the game with uh, a change in formation uh, in extra time when we went to three at the back so he, he, des- he deserves a lot of credit and I also really like that, it, I don't know if anybody else noticed but in the first five minutes we did a really quality corner routine which didn't quite come off but it did result in a shot and then on about 75, 77 minutes, we did another really good routine as well, uh, which again didn't come off. But it was great to see that, you know, I'm sure Henry would appreciate this. It's a little bit like we've brought out these trick plays like they do in the in the late and postseason in the NFL. Um, and we're trying to 
go for goals from set pieces, which were obviously crucial yesterday. Um, and the set pieces that we did do, whilst they didn't result in goals, they did re result in shots on goal, um, which I was really delighted to see. They clearly worked on that in training. Um, and I remember when Hurst was at Shrewsbury, in the, the game they played against Lincoln, which was, was that the Football League trophy? They scored a goal from a set piece that they'd obviously worked, you know, it was a different set piece. It wasn't just like your typical, we'll put three blokes on the penalty spot, one will go to near post, one will go, go to far post or whatever. They were like creative, dynamic ones. Um, yeah, I'm really buzzing, really. I just fucking love that we beat Wrexham as well. What did you make of it, Bruce? What were you, what were you going to say before I uh, introduce Tom? I can't remember now, mate. I'm sorry. Paul, <laughs> why have we got an anger? Paul Price, why are you angry? What's going on? I don't understand it. You're not a Wrexham fan. I see you got Bruce as a mate on Facebook. What's going on? What's with the anger? I don't know. Oh, look, it's brilliant. It's been absolutely fantastic. We'd got to like the, the goal, Waterfall's goal. Then we got to the second goal. Um, I don't even know who scored the second the third goal in the game. Who was that? I've lost it entirely now. I'm going to have to get Waterfall. Waterfall. And basically, no one, the, the, the crooks of this game was no one defended their far post. Is that, is that basically it? it was, <laughs> yeah, people getting running jumps at the back post. Yeah, terrible all around. Two or three people for us that were poor. We had mares at it. I mean, to be fair, we were crying out uh, the people I was with for the last 20 minutes just to put somebody on the post. I know that would have changed how we were trying to defend them, but I don't think that would have necessarily been a bad thing based on how it had gone. You just need your biggest, lumpiest bruiser on your post. Tom, what were you going to say? I think it's interesting that Ian mentions that about putting players on the post. Uh, I'm not sure that like loads of teams do that anymore, do they? I think that's sort of uh, a bit of an old-hat way of defending. I remember... Um, Remember when Charlton came up to the Premier League the second time around under Alan Kirbishley, and one thing that they did that time was put men on the post because they noticed they conceded a lot of goals from corners and free kicks by not having a man on the post. But I think the modern, like the game has sort of evolved quite a lot in the, the last 20 years and you don't really notice it as much anymore that people are on the post. Um, and I think it is like naturally like a go-to thing. Oh, yeah, we should have a man on the post, but it doesn't seem to happen. And I don't know why that is, but I think it is an interesting point. And so you wonder why, why have we got a man on the post? Because was it our... Um, it was our goal on um, against Notts County where it sort of scrambled around in the box and you feel like if there might have been a man on the post for that goal, it had been just watching and maybe able to stick a foot out. So if anybody is doing high-level coaching and listens to the pod, can you tell us why people don't put men on the post anymore? People who do high-level coaching do not listen to you go. Hang on. No, the, the internet mariners manager's coming on now. <laughs> The logic behind not having a man on the post is that it gives you extra men in the box to defend it getting there in the first place. That is nice and straightforward. That's the logic. There's more people to go and attack the ball. The problem well, we... yesterday for me was that three of four of theirs went in at the back post to unmarked or poorly marked players. And definitely 
Um, there, I'm trying to remember which way around the handball one was. Was that their second or was that their third? That was their third. That was the third so, straight after the. Yeah, so definitely Toza and Davies' goals then would and probably should have been stopped if we'd have had a man on the post. Um, simple as that. Well, and, it's, and certainly, fair, it's certainly something we're going to have to look at because that's how Solihull scored their second today, wasn't it? So yeah. hopefully Hursty's got it in the bag. I mean, I don't know. You never know. Uh, so, yeah, we've spoken about Paul Muller. The, well, we, we've, t- we've given Crocom a lot of love. Uh, let's talk about his, well, let's face it, a definite penalty. Absolutely clear, clears out there, bloke. Uh, let's be honest, given the absolute appalling decisions we had to go our way, uh, it's nice to see that one at least went in our favour. Did anyone have any opinions of that? Did you guys even see it from where you were? It's quite a f- far away from the way end, wasn't it? Yeah, it was right down the far end. Um, I've seen it back. Yeah, it was never a penalty. <laughs> I mean, VAR, VAR, VAR would have said no today in the Forest game, wouldn't they? Yeah, absolutely. And and I mean, you've got to really wonder exactly what that bloke is doing. He could have killed Crokem there. Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it was. No, he was just protecting himself like a keeper has to, wasn't he? Else he would yeah. have been absolutely, like you say, he would have probably missed the final. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's only fair. I think and the referee's he... levelled it up there, hasn't he? Yeah, he couldn't give a second penalty. I think he thought, I can't give another penalty. And, and like you say, he nearly, nearly lynched the guy, didn't he? But, but clotheslined him. But um, yeah. No, mate, he just he made a rod for his well, own pants. I, I think you're right. Yeah, the the first the first one was it wasn't a penalty, was it? He went down. You're too late. You've missed it. Him. You get. I'm sorry. You're muting. You know. I know, this but like, it, it does go this back. The, it goes this back. Is, this is the problem with his pod, pod etiquette. He misses the goals. <laughs> yeah, we've already talked about that, haven't we? That's we've done. got nine goals to get through here, Tom. You got to get on on time. He's leveled it up, as Bruce says. <laughs> Uh, look, thank you all for sending your messages. I'll keep throwing them up, and if there's anything that's relevant at the time we're discussing, I'll throw it out there as well. But apologies if I miss anything. Uh, even Jeff Stelling says Lucario on Sky Sports said the ref was shocking. Um, I mean, Phil Parkinson was angry. He certainly was. Um, let's uh, let's talk about one of the, the referee decisions that Phil Parkinson wasn't so angry about. Uh, Paul Mullin decided to slam dunk the ball into the net. Um, uh Again, another back post one. Uh, surely that's got to be picked up, hasn't it? That's really poor from the lino, especially. It's a, it was very fast, though, mate. I've watched it back a few times, and I, I can I can excuse them personally. I can excuse them missing that. I mean, the only person that reacted was the person stood next to him, Harry Clifton, who ran away, sort of to the referee holding his arm. Normally, when you get a handball, three or four people see it, and it was so quick, and it was I, I, I you know, they, they were shocking at times, but I can. I personally, I can see that. I can see why they missed that. It was, it was, it happened so fast, and he sort of bundled it in, and his hand was just in front of his head. Uh, I, I actually don't blame them for that. Ah, uh, Bruce is weird. Uh, uh, <laughs> he's had two one, one too many. Uh, I just, if hey, look, if that lino is given that one that we got dis- discredited against Notts County off, he should be able to notice that one as well. Um, I don't know. It's just a bit silly, isn't it? What do you two think, Ian? Tom, are you with are you in Alex's camp or with me? Well, oh, that... uh, and we were bang on the line and we didn't see it. Um, it's only afterwards when somebody sent a clip through saying he'd um, handballed it that we even realised. And like you said, Bruce, Clifton was the only person appealing for anything. Nobody else was. I mean, even Crokham wasn't and he was banging in front of it as it uh, hit Mullins' hand. So he wasn't even aware of it. 
I think it's the wrong side for everybody to spot it, to be honest. But what I will say is, what is it, seven or nine grand a week? I've seen two different figures for Mullin. And the two he got were a dive for a penalty and a handball. So, you know, if that's what that level of money gets you, then fair play. Tom's saying he's on 40 grand a week. Or four. You can't unmute yourself. I haven't locked you already, think have I? Four. He's on, he's on four. four. And then you've got... Um, um, I, I how, much is, how much is Ollie Palmer on? I don't know. A 250 grand a week striker. Do you reckon he's on four a week? Coming down from League One. If he's on 250 grand a week, we are in trouble for day three. So make sure if we're down here still. <laughs> they're in trouble. They're, they're in yeah. trouble. But Find all that money they've spent, all that, all that money they've spent, and literally all they had was a toes a long throw and the odd set piece. And that it was felt it. Like, it was it, it felt like brain tree. Sorry, can I just come in on the, the mulling handball? Go ahead. It was a blatant handball. And how they missed it is is beyond me. Should you should be in a position between linesman and referee to be able to see that. But you also have to just question I don't know, these people that play football or whatever, and that's the way they want to win. I I just think that's sad. I, like, I don't think we're, we're in position to come, comment after we've had Coulson's hand of cod in the past and Disware at Notts County and we were quite happy with those. I don't think we're in position to comment. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think I don't think um, that the one against Notts County was deliberate, was it? That was clearly, for me, that was clearly deliberate. Like the, the one against Notts County, there's like they're basically going for the ball and he's falling over and it's it's hit him and the referees missed it. Fair enough, so, it should be disallowed because it's handball. But I don't think it's intentional. The one no, with um, Mullin is clearly intentional, and then also he's chosen to dive for the penalty to try and get an advantage. That's what I don't listen, like. And that's listen, what a lot of fans Tom, Tom is wanting retrospective. With Tom wants retrospective fans <laughs> here. I love it. I, I agree with you, but Disawari didn't exactly turn around and go, sorry, ref, that's hit my hand, did he? And again, Do you know what? Neither I've did watched Coulson. That. <laughs> I've, Coulson. That's true. That was, that, when was the Coulson one? The hand of cod. About 10 years ago. <laughs> you're, you're, missing, you're missing Wes Thomas's for a start against Tramir. Because that was the most deliberate one we've ever had when Wes Thomas against Tramir absolutely spanked it in. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, spanked is probably the right verb for it as well. Uh, yeah, well, thank you, James. James is on my list. I mean, Bruce, going back to what you were saying, yeah, I was surprised with how agricultural they were. It was very, it just reminded me of Braintree. It just set pieces, set for set pieces uh, and get it in. Bruce is asleep. was effective though, wasn't it? And they were a big side. I felt like when we brought Pearson on, that was tactically a, a really good change because <laughs> it gave I hope us he's frozen. <laughs> I'm going with asleep. <laughs> Some of that. Oh, we've just had a live broadcast of a dead person on there. Uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's take him off just in case he is dead. Maisie, go check on your dad. <laughs> what were you going to say, Tom? Uh, what? We, yeah, them being a big side, I thought when when we brought Pearson on, I thought I was in, uh, we'd been crying out for that for probably 15, 20 minutes, really. Um, but it was a good tactical change because 
it allowed us to keep sort of taking the game to them, but also just shore it up at the back a bit, which I think we needed at that stage in the game. Uh, and they were they, they were just they were huge, weren't they? This was like you know like I can't remember we've played teams in the past, and you just think fucking hell, they're a big team. And Wrexham were like that going forward. They were they were just massive. Eastley when they had Kevin Ellison and the like, and they were in and around the playoffs, they were huge. Um, yeah, they were. And it's just, I don't know, just they're missing a player like Hollahan or Hussouza, I thought, which is surprising because most non-league teams have that sort of player that can take it out. Uh, no sign of Bruce yet, so slightly worried. They, they, used, they used their height to great effect, to be fair to him yesterday. But I think what has been really pleasing about the two performances in against Notts County and Wrexham yesterday, yesterday was that we 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 match lots of teams um, in set pieces, but we're also creating stuff from open play. And Wrexham didn't do that yesterday, and Notts County didn't do it. And I think we should take um, heart from that going into the Solihull game. James, who am I thinking of then? If it's not Kevin Ellison, I'm thinking of a ball bloke up top. Who am I thinking of? That narrowed it down, Alex. That really, really dropped it down. I'm really sorry. Who am I thinking of? Ah, uh, James will know. He'll come back to me. He's been around the block a bit, the guy that you're thinking of, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, where where we got to then? And then Taylor's header came from absolutely nowhere. I thought the game was petering out at that point. Is it me, though, or was that goal very similar to the one he got at home against Wrexham back in yes. October or whenever it was? Absolutely. Caught, I caught a yard on French and uh, just, you know, was able to guide it in. I, I mean, I'd love to see him do that more often. Oh, Bruce is back. He's alive, everyone. I was just waiting for him to get himself in order and sort his suit out. It was a great Actually, knockdown, though, wasn't it, to get McAtee free for the cross. Yeah, absolutely. Bruce actually reminds me of someone who's playing football manager in his own cup final day. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my cap too, mate, if I want to go tricky. I'm not going to he's, going full, he's going full Tony Pulis. Uh, yeah, yeah I... I don't know. I said it was just the Taylor one was brilliant, and I'd like to see Taylor do that more often because I think his hold up play is brilliant. But I think that's probably what's you know what's umming and ahhing about him at times. He just hasn't contributed that many goals. But if he does that, then brilliant. Um, I mean, is there any player? I, what I what I'm very aware that we never do is we never praise that many players. We end up talking about bread or something. Um, so I mean, was there anyone who stood out in terms for you guys? I thought Clifton was amazing. Fox again was. Um, just kept running. I assume he'll beat the 1500 meter record while we're at the Olympic stadium as well. Um, I thought Smith was great and was quite selfish, quite assured at the back. Um, and, and waterfall again was imperious. Uh, Tom, what were you going to say? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Fox waterfall Clifton. Uh, I can't pronounce his name. The Diaz survey or whatever it's called. You're the Manny. French speaker amongst us. Desiree. Let's go with Manny. Uh, I thought he was brilliant when he came on. Um, really uh, did a brilliant job for us working the line and getting into dangerous positions. Uh, that substitution, bringing him on, I thought we could have actually won the game earlier on when he came on. We really created quite a lot of decent chances. It was a fucking brilliant performance, wasn't it? It was a really good... I know we conceded four, but it was just a fantastic... It was a brilliant game of football. And we really did play well, just like we did. Again, I know on, on to the Notts County pod, but we played bloody quality against Notts County as well. 
Tom, I'm really Just sorry. But I'm, I'm on your positivity train now, my friend. I've, I've taken the conductor's hat and I'm going around like the bloke on the Polar Express stamping tickets that say believe because oh. honestly... These lot don't know when they're beaten. They just keep going. And even if we're 3-0 down with four minutes to go at, at the final next week, I'm going, ah, oh, we're winning this 4-3, no doubt. Because they just don't have, know when to shut up and when to stop. It's I don't know where this belief has come from, but it's fantastic. We could have used with it in bloody January, but yeah. <laughs> Thank you, one James. Of, one, I was one, thinking of Constable. One of the lads has sold out a double-decker bus in uh, in about two hours this morning. <laughs> does it just does it get... <laughs> Can we just make sure that it can get to the stadium? All I'm thinking is there's a low bridge halfway down. It's No, it's like that bus off Harry Potter, I think. <laughs> yeah. The night bus. Yeah. It's a big purple. Yeah, it's open top. They're leaving it at half two. I hope it's open top. I hope they're freezing their asses off as it trundles down the A1. <laughs> Knowing the lads that are on it, I don't think, I don't think they'll be... I think they'll have their, uh, their, their, their beer coats on, probably. That's fine. I, I also, special mention to that 11, uh, that Sunday League team who in Scunny had an open bus, uh, open top bus tour around the ground when they won their league. That was sensational. Well done, lads. Um, that's the only positive mention Scunny will ever have on this show. Um, I presume the turnout was similar for the proper team. Oh, I mean, they they, they didn't have any open top buses in uh, Scunthorpe. They had to get a Lincoln. <laughs> um uh, where where even are we now? I don't know. Any re- referee foul ups that I've missed? Any anything that, that I'm missing? The, the yellow One... card on Taylor was never a yellow. Oh no, it wasn't. That poor bloke. Someone has has put it up here. So apologies if I don't find it. But why does Taylor not get anything? Here we go. Steve Wynn asked, "Why doesn't Taylor get any decisions his way?" Because we just spoke. I don't know, Tom. You watched it on the telly like me. Before their penalty, I thought we had a Stonewall penalty turned down because Taylor was rugby tackled to the floor in the corner that led up to it. No, I can't remember that one. Sorry. Oh, disappointing. <laughs> does that just show, just going back a few years, Alex, does that just show that that decision that the referee gave, gave in that second leg at Braintree for the tug on, was it Gowling? Um, that, where we got the penalty that Ammon scored from. I don't think I've seen a decision like that given before, before or since. It was just, they should be given more, but like tugging in the box and, you know, pulling people about and pulling shirts and stuff never gets, never gets anything like that given. Uh, there was, Mark, yeah. Sorry, carry on. No, I'm just going to say random crap. You go. <laughs> there was one strange decision that really went our way, and that was for the winner. Um, he suddenly decided to mark out a line to defend the throw that the player wasn't allowed to encroach past. He got the spray out and marked. Yeah, the he line got that wrong. Yeah, and I've, I mean that's not a rule to my knowledge anyway. Certainly not. No. Yeah. But it worked. I mean, it did us a massive favour. But at the same time, the player still walked back further than the line. So we just gave up. Because Cropper could have just thrown it at him. It had gone out and he'd have got booked. Wouldn't he? Exactly the same as Souza did. No. If, if, he, if he had to move, so if he'd have stood in front of the thrower and not moved, he, would have, he wouldn't have got booked. You're allowed to stand in front of the thrower as long as you don't move or try to like make an obstruction like that. But if you um, if you sort of like jump up and down or you know wave your arms about, then you're you're infringement of the law. Um, it was weird that I'm glad you reminded me of that Ian because that the referee fucked that up big time. 
that was. I mean, it's not the worst decision you made all game. The the alternative. <laughs> well, it's, it's got to be up there in a, terms of basic rule knowledge. The, the alternative is Cropper could have done a Terry Fleming on Roberto Martinez from all those years ago. I just flicked it. <laughs> no, he, he Roberto Martinez stands on the line, doesn't he? Went to block a Terry, Terry Fleming throw in to Terry oh, yeah. Fleming, just runs into him and stamps on him instead. <laughs> Uh, well, it was incredible. Um, uh, James Howe said it was uh, five years. I think Susan got booked for the jump. Uh, fair enough. Um, Ryan and Rob need to take a leaf out of our owner's book and spend money on the ground rather than journeyman. The food drink outlet was a cupboard under the stairs. Is that right, guys? Did you not have the Hollywood treatment at the ground? I, w- I went in the toilet before the game so we walked in and I was well impressed how, how nice it was and there was toilet roll and there was no piss all over the place and it was only what's coming out of the game after that I realised that the people had moved that were stood there and there was a lady's sign next to it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, their toilets were a lot nicer than ours are. Oh, Bruce, so we know what, why Bruce is always going in the women's from now on then. Yeah, oh, it's better place you'll make. I think they, they even had padded heated seats. Sir, that is not a urinal. <laughs> well, I did, I did wonder why there weren't any, but I, I'd had a couple of beers, so it didn't really matter. I just went to the loo and came out again. I did put the seat I, down I, as well. So. I, I did that Edgley once. Um... I was watch, I went to watch. It was when Russell Slade was in charge, and we played Stockport. Actually, we ended up losing two one. And I went to the toilet, and again, not seeing the uh, the sign. And I walked in, and it was all cubicles. And I was like, "Fucking hell, that's weird. Maybe it's like someone to combat hooligans or something like that." So I had a piss, and the hand dryer was right next to the doorway, and the the toilets were at the top of the stand, so you could like stand by the hand dryer and dry your hands and watch the game. And I was like, stood there, dry my hands, watching the game. There's all these people looking at me and pointing, going, you know, basically, look at that twat. And then uh, <laughs> I walk out of the stand and everyone's like having a it's little nice, snigger. It's nice to get recognised on the pod. That's the sign that says lady. <laughs> it's, nice, it's nice you're getting recognised. <laughs> I like the way that you've made that story up to compensate for them calling you a twat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... Um... I, look, I just don't. I'm running out of superlatives. There's only so many times you can say how incredible it was because let's. I mean, Desiree scored. I assume that was it. I thought, fine, brilliant, amazing. It's written in the stars. Desiree comes on again and scores. I'm just saying his name to embarrass fluent French speaker Tom. Um, but um, yeah, it was it was stunning. And then they came back with an equalizer. And then I don't know, waterfall, incredible. First and foremost. Bruce, you're talking about that brain tree moment. He should have had a pen as well because he was getting pulled back by Tozer and he wasn't strong enough to hold on to him. And then as he headed in to run off to tell him to fuck off as well. Oh, that was so beautiful. He didn't even go mental. He didn't even go mental in the celebration, did he? Just sort of powered Collapsed. back towards that. It was, a, it was a defender's celebration and he should be getting used to it now. People are winning a fortune on him, you know, to score any time at 14 to 1. Um, I've seen seen so many tweets today and people that have made good money from our extra time. I think we were 20 to one to win an extra time yesterday. Um, but, but yeah, really? I just want to just, just to bring it down a, just to bring it down a, a notch. Um, I saw nice. you just put some, I saw you put somebody's comment on um, about Seuss, have been a revelation. I actually thought he was personally, um, I thought he was the one whose standards had perhaps dropped uh, the most since uh, Monday. I don't know whether that's controversial or 
I just thought he, he wouldn't. And he went. I thought he was. I thought he was. Monday, I thought Monday was his best game, and I thought. I thought the game on the other day, yesterday, God, uh, was a bit more like we've seen uh, from him during the season. But he played the whole game, though. He didn't get. You know, Maguire Drew didn't get on. Um, so you know, I would imagine that he'll start again on Sunday. He has to yeah, be I one of the few in our. Sorry, I was going to say he has to be one of the few in the midfield and front line that's played all 240 minutes there. The only other one I can think would be Fox or Clifton. Fox and Clifton. The others have all had a bit of a breather. And <clears throat> I thought in the main, to be fair, the setup of the three centre-backs didn't do Sousa any favours, but he still showed and put the levels in, to be fair to him. But I know what you're saying, Bruce, about the dropped a little bit. I think Bruce has gone again. Uh, he's just he's the IT expert amongst us all. This is worrying. Let's just let's just do this. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you that are. Picture's right. still there. Sorry. <laughs> I'll take him off. <laughs> oh crap. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> go ahead, Tom. I, I, I think Ian is right in that when we went straight at the back, we did lose a bit of width, which didn't favour Souza. Um but I do agree with Bruce that his influence on the game um, was certainly certainly not the same as what it was against Notts County. Um, but then was, uh, was that I'm, also yeah? Was that also down to the fact that he had such a strong game on Monday? Like he yeah, I think nine, I think it was partially that that was probably his best performance in a in a Grimsby shirt. One at the the one against Notts County, okay. and but further to that as well. I, I think we were probably um, playing sort of more physical opposition. I, I don't know if you remember, like in the sort of the first half, the first ten minutes, I thought we were brilliant yesterday, and then after sort of midway through the first half, we had a real wobble, and they really bombarded our goal for about five minutes. After about twenty-five minutes, and we just didn't get a foot in the game. We were, when when we went in at one all, uh, I think if you were a town fan and you weren't glad that we got to half time at one all, you weren't really paying attention to the game. It was kind of like a a relief in a way. Um, Agreed. And, yeah. and that the whole game really, I don't think played to to Sousa's strengths, which is sort of being able like to exploit the width, try and either get a crossing or, or cut inside and, and get a shot off. Um, but when we came out and, and it was just such a ding-dong battle, wasn't it? it? It didn't really, there was no real midfield control, which is what Sousa needs. Because like when we played against Notts County, um, I think Fox really controlled the midfield and was able to get the ball out to the wide players and give them a chance to get their full-backs and the game against Wrexham just didn't offer those same opportunities. I don't think it's a it's a really interesting one. James House said, "How good was McAtee's uh, disallowed finish?" By the way, it was emphatic. It certainly was. He had one in him, didn't he? You could tell. Um, yeah, we were certainly. Phil Parkinson said that their players went into the this the halftime break angry, really angry at their supposedly poor decisions against them, even though they got a penalty they shouldn't have had. Um, it was it, he was obviously failed at being able to restrain them. Ian, what were you going to say? Well, they, they seem to be complaining about McAtee's goal. <clears throat> in the yeah, they said there's a minute. foul. I can't see out. I don't uh, see what they're looking at. Was it Souza was having a bit of a run, 
got tackled and as he fell, took the other guy down with him, I think, and it broke to McAtee. It was somebody running through the middle. Um, and I can kind of half see what they're saying, but I think they were just appealing because somebody had gone down and every other time somebody's gone down, we've got the foul, therefore that one must be as well. Yeah, that's true. There was I, I felt a lot of the consent sort of 50-50s went Wrexham's way, which they tend to do for home teams. Um, oh, God, we haven't lost Tom as well. Have we? Oh, no, there he is. Um, uh, I mean, have we got anything else we can say about probably the greatest game we've all ever watched? I mean, we got a very good write-up on the Football Weekly for once, even though they didn't talk about us in the last podcast. That um, I've got someone to say on that. Wasn't anybody there on All Hallows Eve in uh, 2001 or 2003, whenever it was, and we beat Burnley Ian. 6-5? Ian, Fucking best game ever. No, Tom. Right. Tom. I mean, one, let's not talk about that game because I missed three games that year. And the three games I missed at home were 6-5 against Burnley, 3-0 against Ipswich and losing 2-0 to Leicester when Muzzy is it scored it over a kick. So we don't talk about that season for that reason. But also, there is no way that game meant anything like it did yesterday. Just what that meant trumps it above all else. And, I'm so, we, and also, Tom, we've had this discussion. And if you'd have got on the podcast at the right time, you'd have been able to say that. It's just, yeah. just you know, it's just this this tardiness. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I do you know what I thought the uh, Nottingham Forest four uh, three game was far better because there was two red cards, an own goal, and the referee got knocked out. You can't say fairer than that. Uh, that is value for money. Um, I don't know. It's just oh, that emotion though. I spent the entire. We're not going to do that again. One hundred and twenty minutes. Let's talk about it. so Solly Hall. Moore's ran, ran out winners against uh, uh, Chesterfield. Uh, I saw a bit of it. I didn't see all of it. Um, it was, but they looked tidy. But they're going to go in as favourites, I would imagine. They're the informed team. But I don't know, Tom. Maybe I'm too positive. Maybe I'm too far along. I'm I'm in the first class carriage now of your train. I, they don't worry me. I'm not scared of them. I respect them, but I won't be scared of them. And neither should the team. No, we were having uh, a discussion about this earlier. I think um, obviously they've uh, they've got the better of us this season so far, um, and I I watched a bit of the game as well today, and they did look dangerous on the break. If you sort of play a fairly high line, uh, I think it was their first goal they scored, like sort of getting in behind. And then they had another really good chance um, shortly after that to make it 2-1, which they actually missed. Well, it might have been one all, I can't remember. But it was another like one in behind with the high line from uh, Chesterfield. But I think the team that played them earlier in the season that we've got now is completely different. And we are, I would hope, full of confidence after the last few games scoring lots of goals. Um, I think you tweeted earlier, Alex, whoever can get to grips with set pieces will probably win the playoff final. Um, and I think that's that's probably true in some respects. But I'm confident that um, having seen a couple of like sort of trick plays we did yesterday that we can... that Hurst has got a couple more in the bag that we might do at West Ham's ground and have a go um, from all areas of the pitch, like set pieces. 
open play. I, I think we've got a great chance. We should go in with respect to them because they're not, you know, they're not a non-league team in the sense that it's like a FA Cup third round championship versus non-league minnow type of game. It's two equals playing each other, but at the same time, we've got a we've got a great chance against them. I think this is a really good chance to get promoted at the first time of asking. And it's worth thinking about the game that we played with them in terms of they they we when we were away to them we were in the doldrums we were in that start of that poor run of form where we'd lost our way game at home Ian feel free because you went to it from what I remember hearing on it on the radio because I listened to all the games and stuff we were the better team we just couldn't handle their tall lad we um, first half I felt they were probably the better side but we went in one nil up um, which bodes well. It's always a nice little trick. Um, but second half for roughly 25, 30 minutes, give or take, we were by far the better side and we just wasted chance after chance after chance. They brought on Hudlin, who I think is 6'8 or 6'9 or six, something nine. ridiculous. Yeah. And we just couldn't handle him. Um, we just, yeah, um, I think we got a couple of injuries in the game. Put Smith at fullback, if memory serves, and they just put crosses in. We couldn't handle him in the middle. Oh, Ollie Hodson just saying exactly the same thing. Um, and yeah, you would. I would like to think that certainly the experience yesterday would have still uh, put us in good stead for that, because Wrexham were just direct uh, all all day long. And I don't think so. I think Solly Hull have got that in their armory, but it's not their first thought. Um, so yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed. Tom, what were you going to say, mate? Um, I thought is is it Fetty injured or is he just out of the squad at the minute? He, he's got a boot on, hasn't he? He he is injured. He he is injured. He's definitely been at least injured. If he's not now, and I think Cropper's just got the fitness. Um, that that's the main thing. But well, and he's also got think, a massive like, fucking throw. <laughs> yeah, but I think at like at the beginning of the season when you sort of saw Efete play, like I certainly like when I saw him against Torquay, which was the first time I saw him play, I was like, fucking hell. But Hurst has like uncovered another gem there. Um you the the sort of running games that we had where we were winning, like Maybe you could have said that about other players, but certainly Fete, I thought, oh, we, we might struggle to keep hold of him at the end of the at the end of the season if, if we don't go up. Uh, but I think that's a real testament to the players that have come in. Obviously, he's had an injury, but we have sort of the, the squad has sort of regalvanized itself and gone on to be like a really strong unit. And players that were playing really well at the beginning of the season aren't managing to get into not not just the first 11 but even like the the first team squad and get on the bench at the minute and I think we've shown uh, as the season's sort of gone into the sort of latter weeks that we've got real strength and depth and it's it's, it's quite satisfying really isn't it Oh, don't, mate. Chiffy says that uh, Osborne is suspended for the final, which is great because that takes one notch off the, uh, you know, the the comeback kid sort of thing. Uh, how was Cropper? Just his long throws enough. Cropper, I think, must be attributed to at least six goals now in terms of assists. Oh. 
it's it's been people were banging on about how many to, I think toes have been involved in about 13. Cropper only started regularly in like March and the kids just, you know, bang, 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 stick it on, stick it on a sixpence on the on the penalty spot. And 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 from what I remember from Solihull this, this afternoon, they don't have anything like that. So it's going to be interesting. We won't have a battle of the throws, uh, but we've got a good heptathlon going on here. We've got Ben Fox that can do the 1500. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cropper can do the javelin and do the uh, discus and shot put. We just need to find someone that'll do the eye jump now. We'll be we'll, David Lloyd King is the, the is the the massive jumper in our team. I think. Um, yeah, it's. I, I agree with you both. We should respect them, but we shouldn't be scared of them. And do you think there'll be something? We're going to obviously vastly outnumber them. Do you think there is anything in that? Do the fans play a part? Uh, fans play a part, absolutely, 100%. I actually think as much as anything, though, it'll be harder that we vastly outnumber them because you need a crowd to bounce off yourselves as fans. Um, if you look at the two Wembley games previously, Bristol Rovers and then Forest Green, the celebrations at the end of Forest Green are obviously massive, but um, the general atmosphere throughout the whole game was better at Bristol Rovers because they had big numbers that we were feeding off ourselves at the same time. I, I, I think I spoke to um, I spoke to someone earlier, and it doesn't look like we're going to have a singing section, which is a bit. I know some people sort of scoff at it, but it does help get those people who want to sing in a concentrated area. So. If you're the season ticket holders that like to make the noise and like to, you know, have a racket, maybe you need to start a WhatsApp group tonight and start arranging where you're going to sit because there won't be a singing section at the at the game, which is going to be detrimental to the atmosphere. Me, I mean, there'll be so many fucking empty seats in the Solihull Morans. Maybe you can just go stand in one of them. I don't know. Um, uh, but it'll be interesting. It'll be very much like the Forest Green final, I'd imagine. Um, yeah. I mean, what are they going to take? I think their biggest attendance this year has been... 2000 just over against Wealdstone. It was four so, today, wasn't it? Was it four today? Right, fair enough. So, yeah, I mean, Ten. you're probably thinking similar numbers going Sunday. Yeah, five, maybe five, six thousand. Yeah, um, you thinking? So it's probably going to be three to one, possibly tipping four to one in town's favour. Um, and yeah, and it does diminish it a little bit. It's a shame, but that's not a, a criticism of Solihull. I mean, have done brilliantly this year to to be where they are and obviously especially with what they've done over the last few years so don't want anyone to think it's a dig at them but it it does take away a little bit from the atmosphere unfortunately it'll be good i tried to get martin gritton on the show today because he not only former town player but he runs the place so it'd have been good to get an idea of what might be happening which is maybe why he's you know ignoring my course because he doesn't want to say anything ross asked when are the tickets released we don't know how do we buy them i don't know uh, they sell a lot through Ticketmaster. I, I don't know. Um, so um, we'll find out. And I imagine it will come out tomorrow, but they'll be ready to go. There, there are discussions ongoing, as you can imagine. I, I would imagine it's like ticket. Tom, we'll get you a ticket. Oh, Tom, here you go. This is what a, a listener sent in and we'll talk about it in a sec. There you go. Unused 1998 ticket. Yours for 300 quid. Uh <laughs> Why did the camera on Tom's end just rise slightly like that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just tipped up a little bit. Yeah, I can imagine. It's got a perfect... Look, the edge is still perforated, Tom. Look, yeah. you can still see where they haven't ripped it off. But you get- what a great design for a ticket that was. Because you've got a little goal, haven't you? It's, it's like an actual football goal. 
<laughs> Don't put any effort into it anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, James, so surely they'll get some Villa Brum, West Brom day trippers. I don't know, James. You might do, but I wouldn't imagine they 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 would massively. Um, but if they've got a crowd that we can bounce off, that would be amazing. Uh, but our fans are incredible. I know. What are we expecting to take? So we took what I think we actually only took twelve thousand to Forest Green. So are we expecting similar numbers? Are we expecting higher? Are we expecting? I I was expecting sixteen, seventeen thousand. I think fifteen minimum, pushing up towards that eighteen k. Maybe if we're if we're lucky, a lot of it obviously depends. It's quick turnaround. There is a cost of living crisis going on, as we know about. That might affect people. Jubilee weekend and lack of transport maybe affects people as well. So, you know, if if we get over fifteen k, I think we will have done well. Triple our home attendance. John's going. Happy John, with that. John's going uh, positive. He's going twenty thousand. Go on, John. I'd love it. Um, it'll be incredible. It's going to be a, a well worth going. Sean, a little bit. I mean, that isn't a guess. That's just numbers now. You can't have a 5K gap between it. Um, people are worried about it being a 40 quid ticket. Um, I think we shouldn't worry so much about that. I'm sure I'm going to look a fool tomorrow. But I would imagine the tickets last year were high because only so many people could get to the ground because they were restricting the numbers of people getting in. Uh do we get cash from the final? Well, we get promoted, Andrew. So, you know, um, that'll be good. I'd imagine we still get some. Sean split down the middle. He went 12. Uh, anyway, it's going to be incredible, isn't it? It's going to be stunning. Uh, we'll, we'll try and organise something as well. We may even try and do a little podcast up in Grimsby uh, when we're up there. But um, we shall see, uh, which will be quite nice. Uh, pay attention to that. Um, if you've got any comments to make on it, please put them in now because I'll, I'll go through them. It feels like we're sort of wrapping up. I don't know if anybody's got anything else to say before I start looking for them. Uh, James says he believes the 2016 tickets were 36 quid, so I'm expecting 40, but I hope my kids are half price. Me too, James, Um, because I've got about 11 tickets to buy at this moment. Um, Let's have a look. And I'm not joking. James Water sat sat in Barnard Castle, scaring everyone half to death when we scored. Had some random Hartlepool and Sunderland fan on our side before the end. Incredible afternoon. That's brilliant. Uh, our trains on strike next week. I think they are. I think some of the, the train lines are, but the Elizabeth line, which is now obviously just recently opened, check it out because I think it goes straight to Stratford and uh, is going to be a pretty decent hub to get to. Um, uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, let's have a look. Uh, what else? Apologies. I know I asked for questions. Before I say that, can I just say a massive thank you to everyone who's already entered the raffle? We've got £600 on that. And thanks to an anonymous don- donator, and not anyone who's at the club, by the way, um, and a very generous, not, uh, we've already hit our target, which is incredible. We've raised over £1,000, uh, and it is uh, absolutely stunning. And thank you so much. Uh, we'll keep it going. Uh, any money will go to, to this sort of setup we're going to try and do that Ian is going to use as a scouting network for the Internet Mariners. Um, uh, and what we'll do is we'll just try and put as mu- pump as much money into that as we can, and I'll buy as many flags as I can with it as well. Um, but um, we'll, we'll we'll make sure that the other one doesn't come. Uh, and that uh, that was that's that's just brilliant. And please do join it. There's some great prizes. Uh, you've got a signed match shirt. Um, are we going to buy a Bruce a new laptop? John asks. I mean, we might mm-hmm. have to. <laughs> um, 
Uh, but um, we're going to um, we'll give away Bruce's poster. I think we're going to we've got a match worn shirt which is signed by as many Grimsby Town legends as you can imagine. 2017, 2018 shirt as well to signed as well. That lovely ticket. If Tom doesn't, you know, do a Randy uh, Randy from South Park all over it. Um, yeah, it's um, you're more than well. There's so many prizes. Get involved, and if you've got anything you want to give away as a surprise, we'll happily take it off your hands. Tom, what were you going to say, mate? Um. I obviously watched the game on TV yesterday, uh, but I've listened to a few of the um, commentary recaps that BBC posted on their Twitter feed. And I really enjoyed how uh, Gary Croft, after a lot of the goals, was like, yes, get in! Um, And was clearly much more emotionally involved in the match than a commentator is supposed to be. and it was just it was just great fun uh, to hear those those commentaries. Obviously, local radio is a little bit different to national radio, but it's uh, it was it was really funny and good fun to hear Crofty getting um, getting excited about us in the match. Um, questions from everyone that came in. Thank you so much for sending them. Uh, can the club host a Netflix watch party? I'm sure it can be put on. Ceremonial bag flag burning outside the ground? No, because it's flame retardant. It won't work, Simon. Uh, and uh, it's it's going to be locked away. Don't you worry, it's not coming. Um, uh, ben Hibbert asked a question that some people were asking. How did uh, Rob Beckett get a ticket in the away end when so many town supporters couldn't? Uh, Lloyd answered this on TalkSport this afternoon, actually. So he was meant to be going with a friend. He had childcare issues. Rob was up with him because Lloyd was in Blackpool. Uh, so uh, that he didn't have any time to give it to anyone else, so he came instead. I hope that makes sense. I hope that's fine. I can understand why people were annoyed, but at that short notice, you can understand why he takes his mate instead. You wouldn't want an empty seat, and hey, at least it made it. It was a nice little matchup as they kept changing to Ryan Reynolds and another bloke that I don't really know, and then to Lloyd Griffiths and uh, Rob Beckett eating a sausage roll, which is a very Grimsby version of you know <laughs> celebrities. Um, Joss, uh, Joss said, uh, look at Andy Smith's movement for the four, uh, 5-4 goal. He takes out the Wrexham player following Luke Waterfall. I didn't see that, Joss. I'll have to have a look back at it. Uh, Simon said, uh, we'll be there. Good thing we only have to type our comments as speaking out loud is proving croaky today. Uh, Joe Turner says, I wasn't even that nervous pre-match. By the time I got to wait out extra time, I felt sick. The character of the team, no, this club is something else. The lesson is, is to, in sticking by your manager, regardless of what happens next season, up the mighty fucking Mariners. Greg says, I went through many emotions yesterday watching the game on TV. The character energy levels of the players after Monday when they needed to step up was pleasing to see. At the end, you could see what it meant to everyone connected. Uh, Dave Dixon says, uh, sent some bits in. Um, uh, yeah, it was in- incredible. And a, a game that will long live in the memory, I would imagine. Um, yeah, it was absolutely stunning. Um, yeah, and people getting upset about Rob Beckett need to get a life. How many people were there yesterday who aren't season ticket holders and had a friend of a friend who they got a, a ticket off who has a season ticket who can't go? Like that's that's how that's how it works. Like everybody who wanted to go to the Notts County game and the Wrexham game has tried to call in a favour or two. It happens. Like you know, fucking hell, stop having a proper Mardi on and just. <laughs> Get on with I t- it. I tell you so. Proper Mardi is probably not right, but Arjun Reiki rightly raked me over the coals, and that isn't a pun for saying that he didn't run at one point. I stick by my comment. Souza did overtake him as they were charging forward, 
But uh, <laughs> apologies if you got upset about it, mate. But um, it's the middle of a game. We'll always say stuff like that. I hope you can accept our apology. Uh, my apology. If not, pff, I don't know what to say. <laughs> People shout stupid stuff. Um, uh, will there be a daily pod before the, until the final? You probably best ask my wife about that, Joss. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's quite a bit of content out there at the moment. Mariner Hodo took over. You can listen to that. Thought, uh, never thought I'd say it, but I totally agree with Tom. Up the fucking Mariners. See you all on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> wow, there's a backhanded compliment, Tom. <laughs> uh, Greg and Mora will be putting in a shift this week. Uh, we'll try and do something. I, obviously, I live near London, so I'll try and get some ideas out there for you guys of where you can meet, what you can do. I've got a couple of West Ham season ticket friends uh, who will give us some ideas. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll, we'll, uh, do you guys have anything else to say before we end it? No, I'm going to go because my battery's about to fail me. Okay, mate, no problem. Uh, and the, I'll leave it with this. Ollie says, the sports science staff, I mean, they've gone through, a ho- what, 180 minutes of football or whatever it has been, 240 minutes of football in the last... My maths is terrible, isn't it? That was awful. That, that was awful. What, what, how, many, how many minutes <laughs> did they play? 90 plus 30, 100, so 240 About 250 minutes. minutes, including all the injury time. And yeah, everything. 250 minutes of football. So I'll tell you this, John fucking Fenty, a sports, uh, a sports and conditioning uh, fucking coach doesn't win you three points. It wins you the fucking playoffs. Uh, so... Uh, uh, hopefully your last fucking wrong will be righted on Friday. We'll get do a preview pod. I'll try and find a Solihull Moors fan. Uh, he'll come on and, and tell us a bit. Thank you for everyone who tuned in. Thank you for everyone who's taken a, a ticket on the raffle. If you want to do so, head to the uh, Twitter ca- Twitter account and it's the links there. If not, just go to Crowdfunder, put in DM35 and you can get a, a ticket there. Um, any donation is really welcome. You've paid for the pod for the rest of the year. Um, I won't buy a flag with it, uh, but we might look at doing some merch. Um, Ian, it's so good to see you, you beautiful bastard. I am so glad that we're off to a final. You can't call me beautiful bastard tonight after the way you greeted me yesterday. Stop trying to suck <laughs> up and get back in my good books. That is uh, fat middle aged man Ian there. Um, uh, brilliant. Thank you all so much for joining us. Enjoy your Sunday. Try and get some sleep because I don't know how the hell we're going to do that. Uh, but um, it, oh man, what an incredible time! Uh, see you all. Uh, Hopefully in a preview. If not, we'll see you on Sunday in the final. (laughs) 